0: got to get Mark K. more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just mind get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You
1: make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day.
0: Local stories. Local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Mark K. show starts right now. The Jaguars just get stopped in the middle of the fourth quarter of their own game and their own...
2: Yeah, I mean, they got stomped in the first quarter of their own game in their own. I don't know what, it was like they were stomping all over the whole day was just a stomping on Jaguars Fest. Uh, stomp, stomp, stomp. In fact, in the first quarter, that's when, in the first quarter, that's when the, uh, big time quarterback that we brought in from Philadelphia and paid $88 million to, that's when he went down like permanently. That's what he went. He's the Nick Foles. I don't know. if you, And it was a horrible. It was a horrible situation. By the way, this is the Markay Show. My name is Markay. Happy Monday. And we're not going to turn it into football talk. This is not you can go to ESPN nine, whatever they are. And uh, and you can hear all that stuff later today if you want. Brett Martin now uh, will be on there talking about stuff um, with Austin Lane. But here's the we need to. It's a big story for a couple of reasons. Number one, first of all, it was hot as hell uh, at the stadium yesterday, like so hot, ridiculously warm. This is the biggest sporting event, one of the biggest events we have of all time, and it happens to be in a place where A, they only allow you to bring in one bottle of water, and B, there's really no respite, there's no place to go. I mean, it's it's hot outside in the stadium, and then when you go to the club or when you go uh, you know, inside, it's still hot. In fact, 85 people, 85 people had to have emergency services called more than any other time in history. At the uh, at TIA Bank Field because it was ridiculous. Fifteen people were hospitalized because of the heat, because we have this big outdoor stadium in one of the hottest places in the entire world. And we schedule our home games uh, when it's 100 degrees outside. So that was I mean, that was really the big story. A lot of people are like, oh, look how look how much the Jags suck. Nobody's sitting in their seats. No one was sitting in their seats because they were burning their legs. I mean that, 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 that's why I was standing. I wasn't standing because I was excited i was I was standing because I had swamp butt every time I sat down it was just, I mean, it was like I was drenched it was horrible so anyway uh the heat was the heat was one thing about the game, but we all still had hope, we all still had this 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 this, uh, this excitement going uh, even when even when the Kansas City chiefs took the field and within like forty five seconds ran the length of it for a touchdown, even then. There, you are. Well, we thought, okay, first game for the defense hasn't gotten their stuff together yet. Wait, wait, you just wait because here comes Nick Foles. Here and Nick Foles, sure enough, you know the the saving grace for the Jaguars. This guy, we brought in eighty eight million dollars invested in Nick Foles. Nick Foles, who six months ago made it. I mean, we followed this guy from the airport with a news chopper. This guy was, he landed at the airport and we sent our news chopper to follow him down 95 all the way through downtown. We watched his, his, his SUV pull in to TIAA Bank Field. We watched him get out just so he could go sign his contract. That's how much we were invested in this guy. That's how much he was going to be a part of Jacksonville sports history. This is, I mean, this was a huge moment. Super Bowl MVP for the Philadelphia Eagles the only time they won a super bowl he was the guy that did it and now he was here in Duval and he took the field and 10 snaps later he had a touchdown and also a broken left clavicle and that was pretty <laughs> that was pretty much the end of the season now here's the thing at the game if you uh they, they don't make announcements during the game you lose a lot actually When you're at the game, for example, my kids, we have two tickets. So my wife and I went because it was a home opener and she wanted to see Nick Foles. And my kids were at home because... They didn't have tickets, and they had studying to do, so they're at home. But they've got the TV on in the background, and they're watching with my mother, who's you know taking care of them. And they have their phones out, and they're texting us back and forth. And as soon as Nick Foles hits the touchdown to this this new kid, Shark in the end zone, everyone and we have it. And by all means, it was an impressive play. We haven't seen anything like that in the city in in season two seasons. We haven't seen play like that in a long time, and so everyone at the stadium erupts. They're excited. The heat doesn't bother us as much anymore. We're high-fiving. We're screaming. We're yelling. There's hope. This kind of thing could happen. We may actually have a winning team. We may actually come back and beat the number one team offensively in the entire league uh, in the Kansas City Chiefs. It was so exciting. And then I get a text from my son who says Nick Foles is hurt. Actually, it said Nick Files is hurt because... You know, he's still he has, he's he's just got his phone. And so then I went on Twitter and I started search, see, searching on Twitter. I started searching the news. And sure enough, Nick Foles, immediately after that one great play had been taken to the Jaguars locker room, not just the locker room, but the X-ray room. There was a problem with his shoulder. They were reporting Nick Foles had a bad shoulder. He was questionable to return. No one was sure if he was going to come back out. Well, I had this information because I was on my phone, but a lot of people in the stadium didn't know that because they don't announce that kind of thing. You know, they announce when the T-shirt cannon comes out and they announce when it's time to dance for a diamond and they announce when it's, uh, you know, when it's the kickoff kid of the of the week or whatever. Those are the kinds of things they announce. They announce when when Jackson DeVille is about to jump off of the light and, and bungee cord into the stadium. That's what they announce. They don't make a big announcement, though, when your $88 million saving grace quarterback goes to the locker room with an injury after 10 snaps in his first game. They don't make that kind of announcement. So when Gardner Minshew, the backup, when Gardner Minshew, a guy who until yesterday pretty much nobody knew who he was, When Gardner Minshew walked out onto the field for the second series, a lot of people were a little quizzical about the whole thing. In fact, there was one woman behind me. She was probably six or seven rows behind me, and she was sitting there with her friends and her family, clearly a big Jaguar fan and clearly excited about Nick Foles being our new franchise quarterback. Because when when Gardner Minshew started walking out, and they zoomed in on him, and everyone started to realize it wasn't Nick Foles, she looked up at the jumbotron and she went, "What? What? What?" And I was, I personally, I I and don't get scared by a lot of things, but I jumped out of my chair because I was like, "Oh my God, who's getting who's getting murdered behind us?" And I turn around, this lady screaming, "What? No! What? What?" And I look at her, and and she realizes now that Nick Foles is not there. So I I politely said to her, I said. Nick Foles was injured. He's in the locker room. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to play for the rest of the game. To which she replied, "What?" And then, <laughs> and it would, But I mean, that was basically that was that was the general consensus. She verbalized it, but I'm pretty sure Jaguars Jaguars fans the world over had pretty much the same reaction to that. Not only did we not have uh, a defense yesterday, but we didn't have our, our franchise quarterback. Although I did the math, and if you think about it, eighty-eight million dollars for ten snaps is eight point eight million dollars every time he touched the ball yesterday, which is you got. I mean, that is a that is a hefty contract. If I had eight point eight million dollars every time I touched a ball, I'd be touching balls all day. Is all I'm saying. But uh so th- so then we watched the game and Gardner Minshew was OK. There were some big problems. The defense couldn't stop anything. We all started sweating. So uh, about well, I, I would say probably midway through the second quarter, we went inside where it was sort of air conditioned. But then everyone else came inside. And when you jam 800 people into a small air conditioned air conditioned space, it's just as hot there as well. And then uh, and then midway through the uh, fourth quarter, when we realized it was pretty much all over, uh, my wife and I took off and we left. And we went home to uh, to see our kids, but that wasn't even the weirdest thing that happened. There were a couple of weird things that happened, but that was even the weirdest. There was uh, a problem apparently with CBS. CBS, who airs the game, they apparently had a problem with one of their trucks. Uh, they were. They probably had a. They apparently had a problem with one of their their trucks or their broadcast or something. The power went out, and we'll tell what happened. Actually, became a big story because of what one of the announcers said at the power outage in the CBS, uh, in the CBS broadcast truck right after we all realized. This game was was already a debacle. We'll play that for you here in just a minute. We got to take another quick break. Also, there's there's more in, what there's more information about this Gardner Gardner Minshew kid that you may not know but you probably need to know even if you're not a Jaguars fan. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. You can also hit us up at Star Star 1045 Quick break. This is the Marque show on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the RK Show. My name is Marque. Thanks so much for joining me today. 855-765-1045. So, man, we've got the Convoy of Care tomorrow, by the way. We're going to be kind of live on location. Uh, well, not kind of. We actually are going to be live on location. But it's not going to be your typical ha-ha, this is funny kind of stuff. We're going to actually be out at the Maggiano's Roundabout at the St. John's Town Center. We're doing that for the Convoy of Care, which, man, with this Convoy of Care Every time there's a hurricane, every time there's devastation somewhere in the world, somewhere in the in the state, in the nation or even, you know, in our hemisphere now, because we're reaching out to the Bahamas every time the convoy of care is needed. We managed to come up uh, with some really great partnerships and we managed to get this thing going pretty quickly. And that's what we're going to be doing tomorrow. So tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 2, uh, we'll be doing this show. I'll be there brighter I'll be there at 7 a.m working my second job but if you want to come and see me and hang out for the Marquee show if you want to bring by your stuff from 10 to noon tomorrow we will be live on location at the maggiano's roundabout in the saint john's town center and we will be first of all it smells delicious out there it's uh, it smells like fried garlic 24 7 where we sit which is awesome and then second of all uh, we're gonna need you to bring whatever you can. There's a whole list on our website, wokv.com. If you go there, you can see we need bottled water, we need batteries, we need flashlights, we need clothing, we need diapers, we need personal hygiene products. Anything but cleaning products is what they're asking for. And like I said, you can see the complete list. But if you're one of those people that went went you know buck wild at the Costco and bought up all the bottled water, now you're like, what the hell am I supposed to do with all this bottled water now? If you're one of those people, then what you need to do is you need to bring all that bottled water to us tomorrow. And we will get it to the Bahamas where they desperately, I desperately need it, man. Desperately need it. It is, it is a, it's a tragic situation there. So we want to make sure that we can do everything we can to help Maggiatto's roundabout at the St. John's Town Center tomorrow. And by the way, it's really easy. We don't even, it's like a drive through only instead of like picking up a chicken biscuit or some kind of like taco, you just drop stuff off. You drive around and we have, we have people there. They run up to your car, you pop the trunk or you open the door or whatever. They get all the stuff out of your car and they load it up for you. You just keep driving. You don't even have to get out of your vehicle. You don't have to worry about parking. We make it as easy as possible. You spin around the roundabout. We unload you. And some people don't even stop. They just slow down. Like they just, they just, they just idle and they're just kind of like, okay, guys, you got like 30 more seconds. And we just unload the car, throw it on the truck and then, um, and then we're going to take it to, uh, to the airport, load it up, and get it to the people in the Bahamas. So that is tomorrow. more information on our website wokv.com. All right, speaking of natural disasters, the Jaguars yesterday in their I mean in their first game, and this is this is something that again is really is really kind of upsetting because we, we know we all saw during the preseason and during the postseason and during the summer the excitement. The excitement surrounding the Jaguars offensively because Leonard Fournette was back and apparently he'd they sent him out to Wyoming or something and he straightened out his attitude and he was going to be a team player and he wasn't going to get suspended and then we brought in Nick Foles who was a born leader and led it fit you know the Philadelphia Eagles to their first Super Bowl victory ever and was like this just really massively nice guy and uh then we had other pieces of the pie that we were we were trying to put into DJ Chark looked pretty good and D. D. W- all these people Then, of course, on the defense, you had you had Josh Allen, the number one draft pick for the Jaguars, who's a beat. That guy's a beast during the preseason. He looked amazing. Everybody the defense was Jalen Ramsey showed up in a in a Brinks truck for crying out loud like this was a this was an exciting season. We were going to be we were going to be like amazing. Well, uh, after they after they allowed 40 points and Miles Jack got uh, thrown out of the game for punching somebody, it's a whole different story again. This, I mean, it's the same story, but it's just a new, new season, same stuff, I guess, is what we're looking at. Anyway, uh, one of the biggest things that happened during the game, which caused a lot, a lot of eyebrows to be raised, was when CBS lost power. They lost power in their cable truck or something, or something overheated, or someone was just like, screw this game, it sucks. <laughs> someone will watch something else, and he, like, kicked the cord out of the truck. Anyway, it basically, the CBS booth and the broadcast situation went dark. They could no longer broadcast the game. So what they did was they cut to another game. You know they they air a bunch of games at the same time. So they're like, "All right, we're going to we're going to try to figure out what's going on in Jacksonville. In the meantime, we are going to cut to the game in Cleveland between the Cleveland Browns and the Tennessee Titans." But they didn't just say, "We're going to cut to this game." They threw a little shade on the city of Jacksonville while they did it. Listen carefully.
0: NFL on CBS is sponsored by The Home Depot. More saving, more doing.
2: All right, for those of you watching the Kansas City at Jacksonville game, we're going to take you to a more competitive game as we take you now to Tennessee and Cleveland. Hold on, hold the phone, hold the phone, hold the phone. More competitive game. More competitive. Cleveland lost by 30 points. We only lost by 24. More competitive game, my foot! It was it was just as uncompetitive, if not more so, than our game. I believe that. <laughs> I believe. I believe that was uh, was that James Brown who said that. Anyway, it doesn't it doesn't matter. More competitive game, my 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 foot. That's. I mean, look, it wasn't the best game to watch. He, both of them stuck basically, but at the same time, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be saying stuff like that on TV. 855 1045 is the number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. If you were there and you suffered the heat stroke or you were one of the 85 people who passed out or if you just couldn't believe your eyes, if you couldn't believe what was happening as you watched, you know who I really feel sorry for is my wife. Not just because she's married to me, uh, but for a totally different reason. I'll share that with you here in just a minute. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is... The Mark K Show on News 104.5, WOKV. you have got to get Mark K.
0: more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative.
1: You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day.
0: Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5, WOKV.
2: Hey, Mark. I'm not sure where you got your mathematics degree, but 40 minus 26 is 14, not 24. Whatever. I didn't get a mathematics degree. I'm sure I barely got any degree. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, if you want to know what, I got my degree and I got a degree in film production. And here I am on the radio. So let's be let's let's not look at my past. Let's not look at my past education uh, as going forward, because, you know, that's why we have calculators these days really it's the other Josh's fault he's supposed to do all the he's supposed to do all the mental work uh, around here but yeah you're right so the Jaguars uh lost by 14 not 30 like the Cleveland Browns which means that they were wrong on CBS all right for those of you watching the Kansas City at Jacksonville game we're going to take you to a more competitive game as we take you now to Tennessee and Cleveland that's just so that's just so wrong to say Charlie in Jacksonville hey Charlie how are you thanks for calling the Marque Show Hey, good morning, Mark. How you doing? I'm good, man. Happy Monday, Charlie. What did you want to say? Hey, thanks. Hey, love that you got an extra hour on your show. Love to hear your insight, what's going on in the world. And like you said earlier on, man, I can go to ESPN and hear about football. I, I love you got passion, passion for the sport, but... Let's get your insight on what's going on in the world, man. Uh, I'd love to hear you, man. Charles, that's a great point. I appreciate that. And we are definitely going to do that because there is a lot going on in the world. However, I mean, we also do have to cover the news a little. And, and, you know, we're not not trying to go play by play here. But with the fact that you have an $88 million investment in the city that goes kerplunky. But you're right. We're going to move on because there's a lot of Trump stuff. There's a lot of stuff with The View. There's a secret Taliban meeting that we have to get to. We're going to get to – oh, before we do that, though, can I say one more thing about the game? Yeah, I guess I can. It's my show. Uh, so my, so my wife, I mentioned, and this is only because I teased this. My wife was very disappointed. And not, you know, in the last 20 years or so that we've been married, there's been a lot of disappointment. But, uh, but this was particular because she was very excited. About three or four months ago, she got herself a t shirt that says nine o. Foles. I don't know. You may have seen him. So she was. She was one of the first people to ever get it. She saw it at the party store. She was excited about Nick Foles coming to town. She was excited to go to the games again. That kind of thing. So she got this shirt. It's been hanging in her closet. It says nine o Foles, and now. She wore it yesterday. He picked out her whole outfit, designed her whole outfit around it, her shoes, you know, her well, her bag, she had to bring the clear one good they already anyway. Uh and so we're sitting there and we're taking pictures. She's like, make sure you can see my shirt and we're Instagramming photos of her and her shirt and we're making sure that, you know, everything's tagged appropriately. And then of course Nick Foles gets destroyed and the first thing I turned to her is I go, Hey, at halftime, you want to go downstairs and get a new shirt? <laughs> because because that one's that one's obsolete. But here's the thing. They're bringing in this guy, uh, Gardner Minshew now, who everyone says basically looks like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite, which he does. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know what we need to do is we need to come up with some some Gardner Minshew shirt. Like Nick Foles got signed. All of a sudden there was a nine zero 0 Foles shirt, right? Like that's it. It's nine zero 0 Foles, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I was thinking to my wife, I said, you know what? I feel bad. I feel bad that you weren't able to wear your <laughs> Nino false shirt more than one game. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get her. I'm gonna make her a brand new shirt with a a Gardner Minshew type. I came up with a couple of cute logos. The, uh, let me, Josh. You're good at corny jokes. Let me get your opinion. Okay, I'm ready. All right, here we go. As an expert, yeah. This is a, I'm gonna give you. These are just some. I and I just brainstormed this this morning. I put a lot of thought into it. Right. Uh, very little thought went into this, but I feel like there could be. These could be appropriate. And these are T-shirt ideas? These are T-shirt ideas. Now that my wife can no longer wear her nine o 0 Falls shirt, these are T-shirt ideas for Gardner Minshew. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here's the first one. 9-0 Minshew. All right. All right. No? Uh, <gasps> okay. All right. That one doesn't hit home too well. All right. Here's the next one. Ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Nice to Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm good with that you one. You like that one? Uh, you know I'm a sucker for a pun. You are a sucker oh, for a yeah. pun. That's good. All right. Nice. Oh, nice to mint you. Nice to Minshu. you. Yeah. All that's right. Good. Let's keep going with that I'm one. Gardner. Nice to mint you. Nice to- <laughs> okay. Uh, here, my, here's one's my favorite. Ready? Uh, nice to mince <laughs> Should we stop there? Or yeah, or there's stop like two. There. I have two more. Okay. All right. Ready? Just say that one two more times. All right. Nice to mint you. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, this is my favorite one, but I don't. you may not like it. Uh Minchuval uh, Okay. How many U's? Three U's. Three three yeah, no? That'll work. Yeah? Yeah, that's on par with the city. Okay. That's county pride. And then there's this one which I kinda my son actually came up with this, so I'm to come Is he from Duval? My son? Yes. No, he was born in Rockville, Maryland. <laughs> no, Minchu. No, he's, he's from Minchuval. I don't even know where he's from. Okay. Uh, all right, so this is this is the one that my son came up with and I think it's pretty good and I may actually get this from my wife. You ready? Yeah. Nick Foles broke his clavicle in his first Jaguar game, and all I got was this lousy (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. $88 million for this (laughs) T-shirt. I thought those were... And have, like, a big old... uh like a like an ambulance over the left clavicle yeah. on the shirt. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> or you know what? We just get a shirt that says like like it looks like a Nick Foles jersey, but then you have a, uh, a, a cast, the sling, a sling <laughs> going over the left shoulder. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one too, right? Oh uh, poor guy. Uh, anyway. Love you say I love this Oh no, thanks. Me too. Me too. All right, Charlie, you got your wish. We're gonna we're gonna move on from. Fo- we won't talk about the Jaguars for at least a week. I promise. We won't talk about the Jaguars losing again until next Monday. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is number 855-765-1045. This is the Markay Show. We got John on the line in St. Augustine. John, thanks so much for calling. How are
0: you doing today? Really good. Glad you're moving on from the football. Let me give a shout out to all the public works people, the sheriff, all the first responders during this hurricane. They all were great. Yeah. Let me tell you, they're making a lot less than $88 million.
2: That is true. They sure are. They sure are. And they're doing, and they're lifting a lot more, uh, they're doing a lot more work. Hey, listen, John, tomorrow, I don't know if you're going to be around, but we are going to be doing the convoy of care at the St. John's Town Center. And we always get, we always get first responders that come by, even if, you know, they just want to help out or even if they just want to see what's going on. But if you are, are, are a first responder or you know a first responder, uh, I mean, last time this thing turned into a party. I don't know how it happened, but we had, I don't know if you remember, we had this guy show up in like an antique, it was like an antique fire truck or an antique delivery truck, pickup truck, and it had been totally refurbished, and he showed up. The whole thing was loaded down with gallons and gallons of water, and then we had uh, we had another company. It was a landscaping company, and they had their trailer. They'd taken all of their landscaping stuff off the trailer, and the whole trailer was loaded with pallets and pallets of water, and they just came by. They're like, hey, we got your water here, and we had – I think we had scheduled like two or three trucks And they had to go take the trucks away, unload them, and bring them back. And I think we did that like three or four times because we totally underestimated. Uh, how much people were going to come out and help in this situation. Well, imagine what we did for Irma, and imagine what we did for the Panhandle. This is like four times worse, because this is an island where where people, like literally, uh, they have no power, they have no light, they have no working sewage systems, they have very little of what was, uh, what, you know, all the homes that were hit are pretty much destroyed, and there's no way off the island either. So it's going to be, it's a lot worse, and we're definitely looking to uh, to get as many supplies as we potentially can out to those folks in the Bahamas. All right, uh, quick break. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. We got a couple of we got a we got a couple of uh, phone calls uh, coming up here in just a minute. Also, Donald Trump attacked by Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. And also, he was planning a secret meeting with the Taliban here in the United States. And uh, the View. It seems like they just hate everybody nowadays. We'll tell you what happened on Friday. This is the Marque Show. Quick break. More coming up on News one hundred four point five WOKV.
0: Yes, please. The Nick Foles jersey with a sling on the front and the number eight eight M on the back.
2: I love it. I love it. I don't think we're gonna we'll see. We'll see if there's a market for that one. Eight 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 five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Can we get back to politics, please. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Uh, so Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen, was out tweeting this morning about the about the uh, crime reform bill and everything else that's been going on with. Everything else has been going on, and apparently uh, he's been he's been going toe to toe with Chrissy Teigen and John Legend because he's upset. He's upset that there is uh, not enough people that are giving him credit for the for the uh, crime bill, and he wants to make sure that all the Democrats and all of the all of the people in Hollywood who supported all of the musicians, all of the athletes, who were like, "Hey, this is a great deal." They they understand, pardon me, where it's actually coming from. And it's actually coming from him. Also, uh, we should point out that Donald Trump has a big rally tonight in North Carolina. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, Donald Trump likes to have rallies and he hasn't had one in a couple of weeks. Number two, there's a big election in North Carolina tomorrow. And Donald Trump is headed there with Mike Pence to throw his weight behind the candidate so that they don't lose another Republican seat. And there have been a lot of, uh, of problems with with, you know, uh, these special elections. And especially now in Texas, you've got uh, like pretty much they're calling it the Texas. It seems like every Republican congressperson from Texas is throwing in the towel and they're saying that they're not going to uh, and that they're not going to uh, they're not going to uh, rerun because they're not sure what direction their state is going in or they're not excited about the president or they just don't think they can win. And, you know, all eyes are going to be on Texas as a result. So in North Carolina, it's very important because North Carolina. That went for Obama. It's a purple state. It's not as red as it used to be, and there is a special election because you may remember, you may remember that there was some shenanigans going on in the GOP race. So they threw out, uh, they threw out the uh, results, and Dan Bishop is now part of this recall election or this special election, which happens tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning in in North Carolina. So Donald Trump is making a special appearance tonight, along with Vice President Mike Pence and. As always happens at the Donald Trump rallies, you know that there's going to be a huge media presence. You know there's going to be a lot of people there who are who are looking for the the racist chant. They're looking for the racist storyline. They're looking for whatever Donald Trump's going to say that they can turn and twist and make a negative. They're looking for some line that he's going to throw out there about Barack Obama or Elizabeth Warren or some, you know, uh, minuscule portion of the population. Uh, immigrants, for example, that that they can make that they can basically demonize because that's what they do when they go to. And we said it before. I was at the last rally in Cincinnati. We were there you know, we were there. I mean, that was the last there was another one in New Hampshire. But when we went to Cincinnati, it was an entire it was an entire group of people of quote unquote journalists who were basically hunting for racism at that time. They were hunting for some kind of nugget. They were like fake news hunters. And that's going to be happening again tonight. Um, but the but the real story, of course, is going to be this this election tomorrow in North Carolina. And as always happens with these types of things, it becomes a referendum on Donald Trump, especially when we're looking to go into an election year especially this close to 2020, when you have the president stumping, campaigning, getting up there and saying, vote for this man, vote for this person, vote for this Republican tomorrow in an election. I believe so much in this. And this is so important that I'm flying to Fayetteville, North Carolina with the vice president. We are organizing a rally. We are going to do everything that we can, everything that we can to make sure that this guy gets elected. Rest assured That if he doesn't win this special election, it's going to be the number one story tomorrow morning, or Wednesday morning, rather. It's going to be the number one story of the week. The Democrats, they've already written headlines. They've already written headlines. They've already written op-eds. They've already lined up their roundtables because this North Carolina special election, if it doesn't go for the Republicans, will be... The precursor to 2020, this will be the uh, this will be the, uh, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back. This will be the omen. This will be the crystal ball that they're all gazing into. They're gazing in the crystal ball. We're going to we're starting to see it. We're starting to see places like North Carolina unravel and the Texas and Texas that's starting to unravel. And next, it's going to be Florida that crumbles. And then Donald Trump's going to lose the Rust Belt, uh, Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, potentially even Ohio. Although I doubt that very strongly. And there's going to be a, a, just an on. I mean, it's going to be the story for weeks. That's what they're planning on happening. It happens every time With, they were planning on it happening in Georgia. It didn't happen. They were planning on it happening in Alabama. It didn't happen here in Florida. Did you realize that if either Rick Scott or Ron DeSantis had not been elected after Donald Trump threw his full support behind the both of them, we would still be hearing about that today. That would still be the number one story is about how Donald Trump can't even pull his second home state of Florida anymore. So North Carolina is a big deal for Donald Trump. And if you didn't know, if you didn't know who this guy Dan Bishop was uh, before today, you're definitely going to hear his name tomorrow. If he wins, you'll never hear about him again. But if he loses, it's going to be all the, it's going to be the all the rage. And every single Democrat, Joe Biden and and Elizabeth Warren and 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 Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg, they're all going to find a microphone. They're going to jump up and they're going to say, this is what we need to have happen in 2020. This is what needs to get done. This is the beginning. They're going to start spreading a false positive of of a lackluster Republican support across the South and in Donald Trump heavy states and in red states and in states that Donald Trump won. And they're going to attack in Florida and they're going to attack in Texas. And they're going to attack everywhere else they can find a stronghold or find a weak spot. And they're going to try to bring down Donald Trump's presidency one district at a time. So this is this is literally a small congressional race in North Carolina. But because Donald Trump and Mike Pence are now involved and because it's it's so important to the Republican Party, it now becomes the biggest news of the day. And everyone will be covering this rally tonight and everyone will be watching these election results tomorrow. And everyone, if Donald Trump and Dan Bishop lose this election, will be speaking about it, not just today, not just tomorrow, not just Wednesday, but for months. Because that's how they roll. 855-765-1045. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Coming up, I want to play you some clips from The View. Pamela Anderson was on The View getting political about Julian Assange, of uh, of all uh, things. And what she had to say about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton left the ladies on The View speechless. Well, except for Megan McCain. 855-765-1045. We'll talk a little bit about that here in just a minute. It's the Markay Show. More coming up on News 104.5 WOKV. you all got to get K more
0: time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just mind getting it. We want us some Markay. Where entertaining meets informative.
1: You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day.
0: Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the K Show on News 104. See, this is why I can't miss the first hour of the Mark K Show. I just turned it on, and the first thing I hear is about Pamela Anderson. Mark, what are you getting
2: into now? I'll tell you what, man. You shouldn't miss any hours of the Marques show. Although, apparently, we talked way too much about football in the first hour of this uh, show for, mo- for uh, most people to, to appreciate. Look, let- yeah, we, uh, th- we don't often talk about Pamela Anderson in a political setting. But Pamela Anderson, I don't know if you know that Pam- she's no longer just the hot uh, blonde uh, bombshell from Baywatch. A lot of beats. she is apparently a political activist now pamela anderson is good friends or really close i don't know what their relationship is but she's super tight with wikileaks founder julian assange and she even goes to visit him for they have like conjugal visits or regular maybe not conjugal but they have visits uh in prison and she talks to him and she's a close confidant of julian assange and she has a lot of information about the wikileaks guy Um, now the view had Pamela Anderson on, I'm not sure if she was promoting some other project. I don't know if she had some kind of new show or some kind of movie or some kind of line of, you know, skimpy bikini. I don't know what she was doing there, but of course, when you're on the view, it doesn't matter what or who you are, you're going to uh, start talking about politics, especially when you're buddy, buddy with Julian Assange. So they started asking, they started grilling her. Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg and, and of course our good friend Megan McCain who 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 once told Herman Cain and I we were being too loud at the Republican National Convention. Megan McCain, daughter of uh, former and uh, you know the Senator John McCain, is she's on the View. She's the lone Republican, but because. Julian Assange, he falls into one of those weird categories where politically he's dangerous to everybody. So nobody likes him. Nobody supports him. The Republicans don't like him, especially Meghan McCain, because they feel like he puts American spies at risk by releasing their information and their identities and their and their, you know, their missions and their social security numbers. And things. basically she doesn't like whistleblowers because, well, they're blowing the whistle on super secret government secrets. Uh, The Democrats don't like him because they they believe that Julian Assange and WikiLeaks by releasing the Hillary Clinton emails. They believe that is why Donald Trump won the election. And even though Julian Assange basically stands for every single thing that liberal Democrats stand for, even though Julian Assange is basically has more in, in common with socialists than he does with capitalists. The left despises the guy for the sole reason that they believe the Hillary Clinton emails and the John Podesta emails that he released to the public, that he made public to the world, that he wiki leaked before the election. They 100 percent believe that that is the reason why Donald Trump won the election. And in fact, Joy Behar, in her first question to Pamela Anderson, sums it up better than anyone.
0: A lot of people say that. uh, that,
2: as does the, the Mueller report, uh, that he, that Assange interfered in the 2016 election by conspiring with Russia yeah. to, uh, by releasing hack, uh, ha- emails, hacked emails, right. uh, which hurt Hillary Clinton. It's almost like, is he responsible for giving us Trump? So now, so basically, Joy Behar, and again, don't think that Julian Assange wasn't, he used to be a liberal folk hero. Before the election of 2016, the Democrats loved him. Barack Obama loved him. Everybody loved this guy because he was sticking it to the man. He was doing whatever, you know, no one else could. He was a, he was a warrior for justice for the little guy. Until the little guy became the American people. And he has Julian Assange has only one uh, loyalty. He's loyal to truth and justice and and himself. And he's loyal to bringing down established governments. And he's loyal to busting up uh, superpowers. He wants people to have the information that the government doesn't want them to have. And that's why he found WikiLeaks. And that's why he sets all these Hillary Clinton emails, emails out there. And the left blames him. For Donald Trump. And Joy Behar says it right there. A lot of people think that he's the reason we have Donald Trump.
0: Which hurt Hillary
2: Clinton. It's almost like, is he responsible for giving us Trump? He's responsible. Like, you're the one, you're responsible for this. You gave us Donald Trump. And then Pamela Anderson very calmly and coolly and collectively uh, answered back. Hillary Clinton is responsible for Trump. Ah. There's something you hadn't thought of. Hillary Clinton is responsible for Donald Trump because Hillary Clinton wrote the emails and Hillary Clinton uh, ran a bad campaign. And Hillary Clinton bullied Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton stole the superdelegates. And Hillary Clinton uh, was responsible for Benghazi. And Hillary Clinton was part of, uh, of Obamacare and the Obama administration. And Hillary Clinton was not trustworthy. And nobody liked Hillary Clinton. And not enough people voted for her because she ran a, a bad campaign. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton as Pamela Anderson says, is the reason uh, for Donald Trump. Because if you had a better candidate, Donald Trump wouldn't have been become president. Now, this is interesting for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's true that Hillary Clinton had a large part in being responsible for Donald Trump. But really, the two people that are responsible for Donald Trump are A, Donald Trump for coming out and being himself and siding with the American people and looking for uh, what really is wrong with this country and then pledging to fix it by talking to people in rallies and at town halls and reaching out and saying, Look, you people in Washington are crazy. You people in Washington are focusing on the wrong thing. You people in Washington are egomaniacal uh, bastards, basically, and you're taking advantage of the tax system and you're taking advantage of the economy and you're taking advantage of pretty much everything to further your own agenda and accuse accumulate power for yourselves. And Julian Assange comes out, blows out these emails, and all of a sudden they say that he's the reason Donald Trump got elected. Donald Trump got elected because of Donald Trump. Also, because of the Constitution of the United States of America. So if you really want to blame somebody for Donald Trump, why do you blame James Madison? Cuz he wrote the damn thing. Why do you blame James Madison who uh, and and uh, and why don't we what about Thomas Paine? The consent of the governed. That's why we have Donald Trump. Thomas Paine wrote in Common Sense that we should have a government that is at the hands of the consent of the governed. And we do. It's right there in the Constitution. It's how our system works. So when you want to blame people for Donald Trump, blame those guys. Because they're the ones that set up this system that lets America choose their own leaders. It's called a Republican form of government. And that's the reason. We have Donald Trump as the president because we, the people, chose him. But that's not all. Because Joy Behar, she just, Joy Behar just can't accept that, that Hillary Clinton is is the reason Donald Trump's president. She's, clearly, Julian Assange is a Trump supporter. Is he a Trump supporter? No, no, no. Well, then I
1: would why would he help Trump? Well, he wasn't helping Trump. He was trying to tell the American people true information that Hillary Clinton was doing so, so they why could make he, an educated choice.
2: They, they were, he, he wasn't trying to help anybody. He said, I have this information. It's something that the people should know before they choose an elected official, the leader of the land, the chief executive, the president of the United States. These people could potentially put a criminal in office. In office, a criminal who not only has used her husband's office and her office and the White House and every single thing that we hold dear as an American society for personal gain and profit, but she's also done it as a power grab. She's been totally, she's been, I mean, she's known behind the scenes that she's been breaking the law and she's been complicit in it and she's had help with it. These people in the United States of America, they should probably know that this information uh, that this information exists. They should know it. And so I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to help them make their case for president. I'm going to help them make up their minds and decide between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. But before they do that, they should just have all the information. They should just have the truth. And then Joy Behar Asks her a question that if you look at it, this next question and Pamela answers and Pamela Anderson has basically shut down the entire Russia investigation, the entire Russia probe, the entire Mueller report. She shut down every single argument that the Democrats have come up with for impeachment since Donald Trump was elected. She shuts them down in one line. Pamela Anderson on The View last Friday. And there's no answer to it. She basically proves Donald Trump's innocence. And we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to play you that in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. It's the Markay Show, 855-765-1045. More coming up on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Markay Show. My name's Markay, 855-765-1045 is our number. Uh, By the way, in just a minute, I want to tell you about this, this kid from Altamont, Florida, and he's making national, not just making national news, but really, I mean, putting the University of Tennessee on the map, which after their performance on Saturday, they definitely need. They definitely need some help. But anyway, that's okay. That's either here nor there. That It's a great story, and we're going to get to that in a minute first. So we have to continue talking about Pamela Anderson on The View. Pamela, if you missed it, she was on The View. I want to say it was Friday. I don't really watch The View. I just see that it gets trending on Twitter, and then I go back and I watch. I watch what they're talking about. And Pamela Anderson was talking about Julian Assange, who is one of the most interesting guys in the world because he can be equally hated by both sides of the aisle. And and the Republicans hate him because they feel like he you know he's letting out information that's uh, you know, that's harmful to our government. John McCain hated him because you know the spies were being uh, they were having their their covers um, released by Julian Assange and WikiLeaks was putting people in danger. And Megan McCain was out there. Megan McCain actually on the View called him a cyber terrorist. He's a cyber terrorist, which makes me realize that Megan McCain doesn't understand what cyber terrorism is because that's not cyber terrorism. That's just. We, we WikiLeaks is not a cyber terror organization. A cyber terrorist is somebody who shuts down computer systems or hacks into mainframes and destroys all of the, uh, you know, all of the evidence. If you're a cyber terrorist, what you do is you basically take control of something. You terrorize, uh, like JEA, by taking control of every single one of their electrical, you know, uh, what do you call it, the, uh, the uh, what are they called? The circuit board. Thank you. Circuit boards, whatever. And you just, you hold someone hostage. That's cyber terrorism. Watch Die Hard 2 when they took control of the plane and they recalculated its navigation system. So they thought that they were 200 feet higher than they actually were and they slammed into the ground. That's cyber terrorism. WikiLeaks is not a cyber terrorist organization, but I digress. So back to Pam Landerson Lee. She's going tit for tat with Joy Behar on The View over Julian Assange and why he helped Donald Trump, because Joy Behar is convinced that that Julian Assange was out to help Donald Trump. A lot of
1: people think then he he why is? would he help Trump? Well, he wasn't helping Trump. He was trying to tell the American people true information that Hillary Clinton was doing so, so they why could make he- an educated choice.
2: Okay, so here's the pinnacle question of the entire interview and the answer that Pamela Anderson, you know, these the heroes come in all shapes and sizes, and common sense, you never know where you're going to find it. Never did I think that in an interview with Pamela Anderson on The View would I find somebody who shuts down every single arguments that the Democrat, every single argument the Democrat has, uh, the Democrats have for impeachment in one line. This is Joy Behar's question to to Pamela Anderson.
1: But do you mean to tell me that he had nothing on Trump? Come on. And that didn't get released. I don't know. I don't know. If he had something on Trump, he would have put it out there. Uh,
2: If he had something on Trump, he would have put it out there. Do you mean he had, no, why didn't he release anything on Trump? But do you mean to tell me that he had nothing on Trump?
1: Come on, and that didn't get released. I don't know. I don't know if he had something on Trump, he would have put it out there.
2: I mean, it almost makes so much sense that it. you'd think that it's actually 100% true, which probably it is. Because with all the investigations, with all of the committee meetings, with all of the digging, with all of the FBI haters who have been out there trying to find something, with all of the the illegal phone taps at Trump Tower, with every single thing that the Democrats, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, uh, Eric Holder, You know, every single person, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, uh, every single one of these guys, every single person, every Democrat on the left who's been investigating Trump since the election started and well after. All of these people have been looking for something. WikiLeaks released tons of information, tons of emails about Hillary Clinton and John Podesta and the Democrats and the Democratic National Committee. WikiLeaks hacked in and got information that they thought was vital, that they thought was vital. To the American people, information they thought the American people should know before the election. And because it was all about Hillary Clinton and the Democrats, Joy Behar and many other people on the left just assumed he was trying to help Donald Trump. But it's Pamela Anderson, Pamela Anderson, who points out to Joy Behar once and for all, hey, you know what? It's it's Julian Assange. He doesn't play favorites. If he had information on Donald Trump, he would have released it. Sacre bleu, maybe there is no info on Donald Trump. 855-765-1045. What's the old saying? And a child shall lead them. 855-765-1045. Got to take another quick break. We got traffic. We got weather. We got news. Some of your phone calls coming up here in just a minute. If I were Donald Trump, I would get Pamela Anderson on the campaign. I would have her at this rally uh, tonight in Fayetteville if he could work that. If he could work that out, 855-765-1045. You can also hit us up at Star Star 1045. Quick break. Phone calls, open mics, all this stuff coming out. More of the Mark K. Show on News 104.5, WOKV you got to
0: get Mar-K, more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some K. We're entertaining meets informative.
1: You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day.
0: Local stories. Local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. This is the Mark K. Show on News 104.5 WOKV. So, we're, by the way, we're just going through the, uh, the week of events because
2: Wednesday is September 11th, the anniversary of that. Uh, Friday. Friday is Friday the thirteenth, and then Sunday is my anniversary. And the other Josh goes, "Man, what a horrible week!" <laughs> anyway, we, uh, I mean, it is. We've had also tomorrow. We've got the convoy of care. We're going to be out at the Magianos roundabout at the St. Johnstown Center. We're going to be there donating. I'm sorry, you're going to be donating. We're going to be collecting. Oh, we'll be donating too. I have a bunch of water that uh, we cleaned up the whole house. We got all the hurricanes supplies. We kept some batteries. We donated some. We've got some uh, the bottles of water galore. Whatever you have left over from the hurricane that, didn't, that never happened here, the hurricane that just said Florida, eh, I'm thinking the Carolinas this week. Uh, whatever you have left over, bring them on, bring, bring it on down. You know, if you don't have anything left over, if you if you're one of those people that was just like, I'm not even falling for this, and I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to run out to Costco and buy something. Run out to Costco tomorrow and get something. They probably restocked all their supplies, and you can you can pick up uh, some water, you can pick up some batteries, some some toiletries, whatever you can. Bring them by the Maggiano's Roundabout at the St. John's Town Center tomorrow between ten and noon. We will be broadcasting the show live. We'd love to see you. We'll be playing some games. We'll be taking some photos. We'll take selfies, whatever you want. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a lot of fun, and it's a great cause. It all all this stuff is getting put on a plane, and flown down to the Bahamas. All of it goes right to the Bahamas uh, because that's where they need it the most. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Chuck from the beaches. How are you, Chuck?
0: Hey, I'm I'm doing great. I just wanted to let you know that I do shop at Walmart, and I have that smell, and I do have a bit of a hillbilly tendencies, like in West Virginia. And if you work for the FBI or you're running for president, it would probably not be a good idea to put anything on email or text because someone will see it. And if Bernie Sanders voters see it, like they saw what Hillary, and what was the woman's name that was her campaign manager that lost her job over that? She was a political advisor from South Florida, like a senator, a Republican. Debbie Wasserman
2: Schultz was her name.
0: Yeah, lost her job yeah. because people like Podesta and Hillary don't, you know, realize that you might have to smash your cell
2: phone. OK, uh, <laughs> Chuck makes Chuck makes some great points. Hey, thanks so much, Chuck. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045. Speaking of smashing your cell phone, 855-765-1045. Now, the thing about The View, and we'll wrap it up with Pamela Anderson, because I get this show every now and then. It's interesting to me because somebody comes along and with the view, I don't know if it's that they were trying to be nice to Pamela Anderson because they don't really hate her. I don't know if it's just because they were ill-equipped to deal with her. I don't know if they can't figure out whether Julian Assange is a good guy or a bad guy or whether they can't figure out if uh, Pamela Anderson has a, a political allegiance to Donald Trump or not. But they were... They were bizarrely cordial to her, and I think the biggest problem was that for of all the guests that they bring on, of all the people that they argue with, they really had no answer to or just couldn't figure out an answer to any of her arguments during, uh, during her interview about Julian Assange and WikiLeaks and why WikiLeaks decided to help Hillary Clinton, which they didn't. By the way, Donald Trump has no support from WikiLeaks. Julian Assange is no fan of Donald Trump or the Republicans or the Democrats or government of any form. I mean, he is he is one of the most uh he is one of the most adamant anti-federalist and anti-constitutionalist, no government, no big government uh, people out there. And with the citizen journalist thing is really what it, it it's his way of sticking it to the people. Uh, and what he wants is he wants freedom of information for everybody. He wants to he knows that governments the size of the United States, both parties, by the way, not just the Democrats, not just Hillary Clinton, but both parties have secrets. And had there been somebody else in the race like, oh, I don't know, John McCain or 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 uh, the Mormon guy from uh, Massachusetts, what's his name that everybody hates? Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. Thank you very much. His name escaped me. Well, any of these other people had the career politicians had any of the career politicians, Ted Cruz, Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, Chris Christie, for crying out loud. Had any of the career politicians made it through and become the Republican nominee for president, rest assured, rest assured that he would have probably released information on all of them. But why didn't he release any information on Donald Trump? Why didn't he really? Why did he just side with Hillary Clinton in the election? But
1: do you mean to tell me that he had nothing on Trump? Come on. And that didn't get released. I don't know. I don't know. If he had something on Trump, he would have put it out there.
2: If he had something on Trump, he would have put it out there. So then uh, with nothing else to go on, with no argument left you know, to make, they simply just asked Pamela Anderson uh, why Julian Assange
0: did all this. Here's what she said. What was he trying to do? What was his point? Because he, he really, he actually did hurt quite a few people. Mm-hmm. He actually did. And I, I, I want to know, what did he think he was doing? What, what was the outcome in his mind supposed to be?
1: Well, Obviously, there's other people probably could speak better for him than me. But he um, just believes in justice, believes in honesty, believes in um, exposing governments for what they're really doing, and people have the right to know uh, what is happening. And there's so many awful war crimes that need to be exposed that you know. He really, his his whole intention is to stop these senseless wars. War is a business. It doesn't help us. It doesn't help anybody. And I think he really. A lot of people, being in France, being in Canada, mm-hmm. aren't too happy with America and how they meddle into everybody's business and start all these senseless wars.
2: This is this could have been written by any single Democrat running for office. This could have been written by Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren. This could have been the same statement that is being made uh, by Cor- Cory Booker. It could be the same statement. In fact, Joe Biden basically said this whole thing. Joe Biden, back when he could talk, said... Uh, you know what? The United States of America, people don't like us. They don't like where we're headed. I get calls from world leaders saying, hey, Joe, we really hope you win, man. We wish you were the president, Joe Biden, because we don't like what's happening. The United States of America is big and bad and creates these senseless wars and people in France hate us and people in Great Britain hate us and people in Germany hate us. This is literally, literally the talking points of the Democratic Party. But because Julian Assange has no loyalty to anyone except the truth and except for the information that he releases, the Democrats have have made him a demon. They've demonized him. They've made him the enemy. And here comes Pamela Anderson to point out, hey, look. He believes exactly what you believe. He believes exactly what you believe about the United States. He's right there with you in saying there's a negative outlook in the rest of the world on the United States of America and that our big government creates these wars and these and these policies and these destructive principles just because of capitalism, just because they want to get ahead, just for financial and uh, gain, just to become more powerful. He believes all of what you say you believe. The only difference is he actually believes it and practices what he preaches. The Democrats do the opposite. And the biggest problem with the Democratic Party is not what they say or what they believe. It's that they put forth a candidate like Hillary Clinton and thought and thought that the the evil deeds that she has done through her entire existence were going to stay secret. But Julian Assange, who has no loyalty to anyone, made sure that they came to light. The the biggest problem, the only person responsible for losing to Donald Trump was Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party and everyone else who thought that she was the best choice. 855-765-1045. Now, they're facing something similar now with Joe Biden. They think Joe Biden's the best choice. But Joe Biden, he could be even more flawed than Hillary Clinton. And that's got the Democrats in a panic. I'll tell you what they're doing about it here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marquette Show coming up on News 104.5 WOKV.
0: Wow. until this Antonio Brown situation, I only thought the federal government was the only place that you could fail at your job. And still get promoted.
2: See, look, we t- we tried to take sports and tie it into uh, government because I know that's the only reason you guys only like to talk about football. If that's to do with politics, so that's a great point. That's great. Right. We won't get into Antonio Brown, but the guy basically said, "Hey, fire me," and then ended up making more money than. Any of us will ever see in our entire lives. Isn't, ain't America great eight five five seven six five one zero four five. All right, I want to I want to wrap up today. By the way, with a uh, this story is it it it's one of those feel good stories, but it, it it's good. Although in the end it, we're having a little bit of an issue with it. There's this uh there's this boy from Altamont. Is that right? That's what the other Josh is telling me. Yeah, Altamont. 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 Is he Orlando? Yeah, it's a central Florida city. Altamont Springs yeah. or just Altamont? Altamont Springs. Altamont. It depends. You pretty much say that you're from Orlando when you're from Altamont. Okay, gotcha. They're a bunch of those little cities. I got like Kissimmee and Castleberry. All the Vito. You're Uh, all in Orlando. So anyway, so there's this kid uh, from Altamont and it was there was this um, I guess it was like like school spirit day or something for whatever reason. You know, these schools will be like, hey, wear your favorite team jersey or wear your favorite team shirt, whatever. So uh, this boy in Altamont didn't have a shirt for the Tennessee Volunteers, big Tennessee Volunteers fan. Not really sure why, but he is. And he wanted to wear a Tennessee Volunteers shirt. Well, he didn't have one, but he had an orange T-shirt. So uh, his mom couldn't go out and get one. I don't know if she couldn't afford one or something. Didn't have any of the, any uh, money for it. So she he went and got a, a sheet of notebook paper, and he drew – a big U and a big T and he kind of scribbled, you know, colored it in and that kind of thing. And he, he took this sheet of notebook paper and he pinned it to his orange t-shirt and he went to school. And he was apparently so excited, so proud. His, t- you know, his, his teacher was talking about how he was like a big UT fan and this was a great day for him. And he was excited because he was able to make his homemade t-shirt and it was just going to be the best day ever. And then as, you know, the day went on other kids started to interact with him, and at lunch, there were some girls apparently who said some mean things about his shirt and started picking on him and started bullying him. And, you know, I mean, but it flashed me back to middle school because all the girls were mean to me, too, uh, even when I wasn't wearing homemade clothes. So uh, he started to cry. He started to get upset. And then and when he came back from lunch, the teacher was like, what happened? And he told her the story about how kids were making fun of his shirt. And he went home and he cried to his mom. And, well, the teacher went on Facebook and she reached out to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. And she reached out to them and said, look, here's what happened to my student. He's a huge fan. He's a massive volunteer fan. He he wanted to wear his shirt. He, he came up with his homemade design. She posted a picture of it. And she said, is there anything you can do to help? Well, apparently – The chancellor of the university or some big wig, some muckety muck over in Knoxville found this story, found the post on Facebook, took it to the higher ups and they put together. I mean, I'm talking, they emptied, they emptied the bookstore into a box and shipped it to this teacher to give to the student they had t-shirts they had jerseys they had hats they had footballs they had pens they had enough swag for his entire class not just him and they boxed it all up and they wrote notes a note from the chancellor of the university a note from the dean of this i think a note from the coach of the football team ever they threw everything in the box they shipped it out to altamont this kid shows up at school the teacher gives him the box he opens it sees this jersey sees this hat Sees all this swag, starts handing it out to his student who was, to his fellow classmates, the same ones that made fun of him, started handing it out to his classmates. They all started using the pens to take a quiz. The whole place was like, I mean, it was orange, like all over the place. And then the most exciting part was that the University of Tennessee said, not only are we happy to give you all of this official University of Tennessee merchandise, but we're going to take your logo, your design, your hand-drawn University of Texas t-shirt, the one you put on that notebook paper, we're going to take that and turn that into an official University of Tennessee t-shirt. And sure enough... Sure enough, they made good on their promise because right now you can go to the Vol Shop website and you can see the T-shirt orange with the white drawing that this kid made from Altamont, Florida. And it is for sale for 14 99 with a portion of the proceeds going to an anti-bullying foundation. The only problem is the website is so uh, overrun with traffic that it's very difficult. In fact, I've been trying to buy one of these shirts for like the last 72 minutes. Haven't been able to do it. But if you're interested, you can go to the Vol Shop. It's right there. You can't miss it. This is, uh, this is one of those times when, you know, a T-shirt uh, actually can um, help make a difference. Crazy great story. And we're so excited uh, that this kid not only not only got the recognition he deserved from the University of Tennessee uh but is now super famous i hope that'll hopefully teach those girls from being mean to him although probably not 8557651045 listen we got to get out of here tomorrow morning we are live at the convoy of care maggiano's roundabout St. John's Town Center, bring us your stuff and we'll get it to the Bahamas. More details on our website, WOKV.com. Stay tuned for traffic weather, Rush Limbaugh. It's all coming up next on News 104.5 WOKV. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401K and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3
1: million in reimbursement.